Welcome to So Says Rick. Mostly True Stories by Rick Hall. Here we are. We're back in California after three weeks in the Midwest with our family. Yes, it was. Um, it was hot. Yeah, <laughs> it was humid. Yeah, and it was hot and humid. Yes, it was. But we all had a great time. Our daughters came, and we were with the whole family, the whole Chicago family. And then after that part of the trip, we went down to the farm, and I did what I always do when I go to the farm: work, work. Because yep. that's where I really connect with my brother, Rob. We built fence, and man, that is hard work. I forget <laughs> how hard. I know I say this all the time, but I forget how hard my brother works until I go do it again. He was so humid, by the end of the day, it looked like we had jumped in the pond or something because we were soaking wet with sweat. But it was good, good work, and we got a lot done. So when we got back here, Laura jumped right back into... Working on my new online class called A Musician's Guide to Improv Comedy. This is a big deal, and it's going to launch soon, right? <laughs> yes. September 6th. Bum, ba, da, bum. <laughs> yes, I've been working on it pretty much most of the pandemic. Right. Yeah, right. and I'm so excited that it's finally coming together. We're having pre-sales now. If you go to laurahall.com, you can get all the info and find out what it is. But it's an online class for musicians who want to play for improv, like I do on Whose Line. And everything's pre-recorded, so you can do it at your own pace. And you have it for life, so you can go back and revisit any of the lessons again like if you a, want. Like a good book that you enjoy, you go back and read again. But Laura and I started both over 30 years ago. We started doing improv. We toured together. We've been doing improv for a long time. We have. We have some similarities in the fact that I didn't hardly take any improv classes. I took one class from John Michael Machowski, and after the class, he grabbed a couple of us and said, hey, you guys want to be in an improv group? And we said, sure. And pretty much the rest of it I learned on the job. And you mm -hmm. did too, kind yeah, of, Yeah, right? I did. Well, I had a huge advantage because I was working at Second City First as a coat check girl, and then as a waitress. Did you have an outfit with a coat check girl? A cute little coat I check I didn't. Outfit? It seems like you should have some sort of... <laughs> yeah. Cigarettes, cigars. Can I check your coat, sir? Okay, go A on. coat check girl is a very Chicago kind of job, right? There's no such job here in L.A. <laughs> Why, Laura? Because <laughs> people don't wear winter coats all exactly. the time? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I started as a coat check girl. Then I became a waitress. And I was so lucky because the musical director on the main stage at that time was Fred Kaz, who was the master. I mean, he basically invented how music goes with improv. Right. And I had the opportunity to work with Fred on the main stage. And really, there was a director of the show, but Fred also directed from the <laughs> piano, too. Very much. I remember if we were improvising a scene that wasn't going very well and he was getting bored with it, all of a sudden he'd play, bum ba dum ba dum bum and, and Craig would take out the lights, the stage manager, and boom, the scene was over. So he edited sometimes. He, yeah, he let you know when you were doing not very good improv. Right, which is something I don't think you've ever done. Oh, I have a few times. <laughs> 
But the great thing was that every waitress shift was like a master class with Fred. I was a terrible waitress, though, because I would be so distracted by what he was playing, I would, like, forget to serve the drinks, you know. But I had such an opportunity to learn. So then when I got hired into the Second City Touring Company, I hadn't had training officially, but I had had that time of soaking up Fred. I know, but... You really didn't know what you were doing, did you? I didn't. No. I mean, when I first went on the road, I remember after my first show, the actors being like, were you playing? At all? (laughs) (laughs) Because I was so timid. I was playing so quietly. It was like a mouse playing. Like, no one could hear it. And so I had to step it up and figure out what I was doing. And I learned it on the road partly from the other actors and stuff. Right, right. Yeah. And I was one of those actors. We toured together. Hey, let's tell a couple road stories real quick. We've got a lot of them. So one time we did a gig, and it was a fundraiser around the Holocaust, which is a really great... (laughs) Backdrop for comedy, isn't it? (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, it's a great cause, (laughs) but not so much for comedy. So do the the rabbi who's introducing us, the end of the... He gave his big impassioned speech beforehand, and I was the first actor on stage, and this is what I heard right before I stepped out. Imagine being thrown into a prison just for who you are. Imagine being woken up in the night and your hands rubbed in broken glass because you are a Jew. And now, the second city. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember standing in the doorway, the lights went out, and I had both hands on each side of the doorway like, don't make me, and the other actors pushed me on stage. And again, nothing wrong with the cause. No, no, it Just was a great cause. Just set up for comedy. Oh, speaking of set up for comedy, remember the time that we went to do a gig at a rowdy club, and it happened at the last minute. Oh, yes. It was New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve. And it was supposed to be Bette Midler. (laughs) (laughs) And then we showed up because she canceled like the day before. And people were not happy about it. Oh, that was a happy crowd. There was also the gig I did once in a prison. It was minimum security and everything, although I wasn't allowed to bring my knitting needles in. Wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we'd ask for suggestions from the audience. So it'd be like, we'd like a suggestion of a relationship. And we would get stuff like, you get out of the joint and your girlfriend is shacked up with your best friend. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, How about a location? Uh, You're in a back alley trying to buy some drugs and someone shivs you. All right. (laughs) I think I heard somebody said a grocery store where a couple is trying to decide organic or non-organic apples. (laughs) And here's the scene. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little tricky during the comedy there. Right, right. Oh, okay. We were uh, doing a show once at a loud, noisy bar, but we had the audience. They were right there with us. And we were doing the very last scene, and I asked the suggestion of something you find in the glove box of your car. And this rather drunk fellow in the back goes, hey, yo, how about the Magna Carta? And I'm like, the Magna Carta? That's such a great suggestion. We got the suggestion of the Magna Carta. He goes, that's that Magna Carta. I go, yeah, I got it. Magna Carta. Okay, I got it. Okay. And we did a song about the Magna Carta that was so good And then when we walked off stage, that guy found me and said, hey, man, I said magnum condoms. 
<laughs> I said, you know Magna Carta is a better suggestion, right? He's like, uh, yeah, yeah. He had no idea. I'm sure he, he asked his girlfriend on the way home. He had to Google Magna Carta. Right, and he misspelled yeah. it three times before he found out it wasn't a prophylactic. So, yeah, we've been doing improv for a long time, right. haven't we? And we teach together, doing music improv. We teach all over the place. It almost sounds funny to say this, but we teach all over the world. We do. Yeah, and, and especially even more during the pandemic because on Zoom we taught in Brazil and we we had students from Europe, from the Philippines, but we're usually teaching the singing side of improv, so right. singing improvised songs. But what my videos are about is the musician side because there's just there's a lot of instruction for the singing side, but there's like really nothing out there for the musician side. And not everybody gets the chance to be a waitress and listen to Fred Cass <laughs> to learn the, you know, learn the ropes. Exactly. And you've got, I'm just going to brag on Laura, she's got over 30 years of experience doing this, and she is my favorite music director to improvise with, not just because she's my wife and standing right here, but you really are. <laughs> well, thank you. So she is going to share that knowledge with the world. Yeah, because I really have found that there are a lot of improv groups who have a musician who wants to play with them, but the improv group doesn't know how to teach them. Or a musician who wants to do it, but they don't know how to get started. Or a musician who's already playing with the group, and they want to up their game, but they don't know how to get better. And a lot of times, directors in improv groups don't really know how to direct the musician either. Sometimes they don't even know how to really talk to the musician. Right. It's almost like we're speaking two different languages. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the translator. Very good. Very good. <laughs> okay, I've seen several of the videos, and I think they're pretty cool. I think we should play this one little sample from one of the videos. Of course, you'll just have the audio out there in podcast world. But it works because Laura's telling about underscoring. I'm talking about underscoring scenes, which is the music that happens underneath a scene that's being improvised. And there's a give and take that happens between the actors and the musician. Kind of like the music track of a movie, right? Yeah, The soundtrack exactly. of a movie. Except that there's the give and take. Right. So the right. music inspires the actors. The actors inspire the music. Great. So let's play this little sample. It's called Underscoring, and it's from Laura Hall's... A Musician's Guide to Improv Comedy. When we're underscoring, we get to stretch out more because we're not supporting a singer. So we don't have to worry about forms that are clean and easy to follow, or rhythms or harmonic movement that's easy for them to sing to. We can just play the feel and emotion of the scene. So let's say a scene set in a dusty attic and they're walking through the attic and there's cobwebs and a rat scurrying across. I could play something like... It really is like underscoring a movie in real time, except there's one big difference. When we're underscoring in improv, there's a give and take, a back and forth that can happen between the actors and the musician. We're each making offers that can inspire each other and lead us to new things that we would have never discovered on our own. 
So, for example, the scene in the attic that I just played for you, that might have started with a suggestion of realtor and client. And they might have been walking through the attic inspecting the insulation. But then one of them, you know, bumps into a cobweb. They might pick up on that creepy music and, you know, now the rat scurries across or they hear a mysterious thumping. And then that might inspire me to go even deeper into that ominous music. And that might inspire them to turn it into a full-fledged horror movie style scene. We're building on each other's offers, creating the scene together as we go. That was so good, Laura. And I have to Thank say, you. you are very charming on camera. <laughs> you'll, you'll see if you get the course. But you heard her. She's very charming. And she knows her stuff. I also would like to point up that when I'm in a group and we improvise with you, sometimes, and this is a compliment. It's not going to sound like a compliment. But sometimes <laughs> we don't even notice that you're doing stuff until we realize we're working together with you because you're underscoring what we're doing. But sometimes you'll kind of go a different direction with an idea in a scene, like suddenly it's spooky and I hadn't planned on it being spooky and I'll go there too. I mean, the other actors on stage will too. So we're, it's that give and take. It's not just like scoring a movie. There's give and take and we're both making the scene move forward. Absolutely. That's when the musician is like the stealth player. Oh, yeah. Because it's almost subliminal. Well, your teaching class online is coming out September 6th? It will launch September 6th, yes. So right now we're having pre-sale prices. Oh, let's and hear And save $50. $50? Can we afford that? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, if you buy with the pre-sale, you get two question and answer sessions on Facebook Live with me and other students who are taking the class. So we can actually ask you questions in person. Yes, That's exactly. what live is. Right, yeah, on I Facebook Live. I understand. Things, right. And I'm also going to do a coupon code if you go to laurahall.com to save 10%. And the coupon code is so says Rick 10 the number 10 Really? Yes, You're I'm naming, naming it, it after, after our you, podcast. <laughs> well, I'm really proud of you, Laura. This uh, is a big achievement. And there's nothing like this out there. I don't think there's anything like this out there. I don't think there is either. And I think you're the person to teach it, honey. Well, thank you. It's been a big project. I've had a big learning curve. There was a whole lot I had to learn about the camera, for example. <laughs> <laughs> like the camera we had didn't work and we had to buy a yeah, new we one? Had, yeah, all that. But I'm really proud of how it turned out and really pleased with the work I've done. Well, and like the podcast, it's something good that grew from the pandemic. That's right. And like your teaching series, I learned a lot about this podcast as we <laughs> went along. And something I don't do often enough is ask you to subscribe to So Says Rick, and then you'll get a notification whenever a new episode is coming up. Right. On whatever format you like to get your podcasts on. And with that, we say goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>